with so many podcasts out there, shows can get lost in the shuffle. That's why we implore you to check out Too Many Captains. You can find us at a moviepodcast.com. Five unique takes on Hollywood movies and culture. Find us on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Check our intellectual deep dives into theatrical films. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions. Unique takes on soundtracks. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Too Many Captains Productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Oregon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to the season five finale of Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, we focus on bad movies, and we focus on everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. Which, by the way, we celebrated recently. <laughs> so whatever you have, be a dabs, blunts, bongs, or joints, smoke that shit if you've got it. And definitely with our season finale, man. I mean, <laughs> what, what can y'all say, guys? This has been an interesting season, right? Huh. Yeah, and we have Robert finally on a season finally. finale after two fucking years. Two years. Two years. Robert, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? I don't know, man. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just here with you guys. Doing, right, well, doing sidekicks. Doing sidekicks, exactly. This was your choice, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's right. We are doing the Chuck Norris, Jonathan Brandis movie Sidekicks. Th this is a movie that, I don't know, man. This movie is kind of a mind fuck. What, <laughs> what, what do y'all think? Like, let, Let's start with Robert. What, what do you think, man? Um, You know, it's one of those childhood movies that I grew up with, personally. Yeah. And, yeah. um... I don't know. I guess you can relate to a lot of a lot of kids our age can relate or uh, kids <laughs> like in our 30s. Yeah. Well, well, you know, 90s kids. Yeah. You know? Your 90s kids. I keep forgetting like kids. Yeah. Kids nowadays were born in 2000. Like, yeah, exactly. They're not going like, to know what we're talking about. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, in the end, I mean, you can easily watch this movie on YouTube, you know, for free. Like even the version we're watching right here. Honestly, it's the DVD transfer, and it, I mean... It looks good. It looks good yeah. for, for a DVD standard def tra transfer and everything. Yeah. I mean... For a while, we were, we were watching the, the VHS transfer. Yeah. And that was there for a while, dude. I remember oh, that. I, I think it still is up there in the in the list of uh, other videos and everything. I, I think that it's still there. But this looks really good. It does. I think it was on Prime for a while, too. Was it? But yeah. it, it didn't really get a really whole wide you know dvd release or anything right no i mean 
I actually had this film on VHS, but on DVD, it was really hard to find, dude. Yeah, yeah. I remember coming across a copy of it at CD Exchange. The, the one at, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug in the one at uh, I-10 in Wurzbach at the Colonnade in San Antonio, Texas. Go check them out. Good selection there. And, I mean, it was only about 10 bucks. It's just that I'd already kind of, you know bought my movies until i saw that and i didn't really have enough money to get it after that but it was calling at me man i mean it was i almost bought it yeah but i I think you can get it for like uh 10 bucks on ebay yeah it's vhs transfer it's not any an especially expensive movie no kind of the same way i got born to run yeah, right. get it like that. Kind of, mm. kind of in a little bit of a the same uh, way you get your buttercream gang copy. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more of like a VHS pan and scan kind there of thing. There you go, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I, I mean, honestly, this doesn't look pan and scan at mm. all. Like, I, I, I don't really see any VHS artifacts this here. This is a, d- a standard definition DVD transfer. This looks right well done. Yeah. Yeah, but Ash, what, what were your initial thoughts uh, watching Sidekicks? <laughs> it is literally the plot of the karate kid but instead this kid also has uh vivid hallucinations about chuck norris so it just makes it a more batshit insane version of the karate kid <laughs> yes yeah like, like i said this movie is a fucking mind fuck it uh, really all right, it's, i love how this kid you know apparently has these like delusions because he, he's he's just what is he's daydreaming and it's because he has asthma no, motherfucker he has hallucinating and it is not his asthma and i want to punch his dad in the fucking teeth because of how often he brings up this kid's fucking asthma no this kid is schizophrenic yeah no, he needs this, help this is serious mental illness that is being portrayed <laughs> here like Honestly, to the point where if you want to accept, uh, if you want to accept Barry, a, a character played by Jonathan Brandis, who we will get into here in a little bit, but if you want to get into it, I mean, he's almost kind of an unreliable narrator in a way. Well, he is. Yeah, and we'll get into it because at the end of this movie, it's really not even clear what exactly is going on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like you know. They're there and everything, but, you know, it's like the events don't play out the way that you think it is. It's just there's just something kind of off about it. Yeah. In a way. And I mean, we'll get into those uh, those dream sequences here in a little bit, which I mean, that makes up a huge chunk of the movie. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the characters here. Of course, let's go ahead and talk about Barry, first of all. Barry, wary. Barry, wary. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that motherfucker here in a second. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Barry, I mean, he's a very earnest kid. But like we said, there is something wrong with him, man. It's like, and not not saying that we we don't want to stigmatize mental illness or anything here, but this kid is definitely going through some things. Man, I mean, he, yeah, he it, it's more than asthma. He has some mental illness. He is having vivid hallucinations, and his and even like his fantasies are kind of yeah, they're they're, uh, they're a little weird. I mean, it, it's unclear if is he fantasizing about his teacher? Is she portraying a love interest for him or for Chuck Norris? Yeah, that's like this very <laughs> very weird thing in here is that for most of these hallucinations. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that here in a second. But, I mean, Barry ends up actually 
you know, training well and actually overcoming his asthma and everything, but obviously his delusions persist. Like even he all makes the way, them his superpower. Yeah, he is, it's pretty much a superpower, <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's because of what his teacher taught him. And I mean, his teacher is is Mako. You know, I, I don't re- is uh, I don't remember his. He's Uncle Lee, I believe. That's the name of his character. But Mako, he was I. I believe he was uh he played Gandhi, didn't he? I think he played Gandhi in the movie Gandhi, maybe. Oh man, I haven't seen that film. No, I haven't really seen that film either, even though it's a kind of an important movie. Like, I mean, we probably should watch it at some point of time. You know, Learn, I could be wrong. It could have been someone else, but you know, yeah, Mako by this point, he was pretty much kind of a legend in, you know, Asian cinema and everything, and also here in America and everything, but in this in this movie, he pretty much does play the uh, the Miyagi character, of course. But I think that I think that his performance is actually pretty fun here. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. I mean, he 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 does play a very tropey character, though. Even dare I say, stereotypical, a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's some shit we're gonna get into here in a little bit as well. Well, and <laughs> this is directed by Aaron Norris, brother of Chuck Norris. Yeah, who, by the way, is pretty much one of the main, produ- one of the main producers and directors of Walker, Texas Ranger. But, but it basically reads like, you know, Chuck Norris or Aaron Norris watched The Karate Kid and they thought, hey, I want to let, let's do this movie. But but with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that's kind of what it feels like, because. It, this isn't the first movie that they collaborated together on. I, I believe Forest Warrior was one of those, you know, where he was like a forest spirit or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Norris has always had this weird relationship with uh, indigenous and Native American imagery and whatnot and kind you know of what fetishizing else? a little bit. He thinks so. he's Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He thinks he's Burt fucking Reynolds. You know what else is comparable to? What's that? Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. Because it came out right around the same time, I think, like like a year apart or something. And it's the same thing. You kind of have this meta plot involving the actor. So, yeah. you know, whether that's Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Chuck Norris. So if you think about it, it's Last Action Hero meets the Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, except a, very, except a very truncated version of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we were talking about Drop Dead Fred, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another interesting movie that's kind of comparable to this. and More mental it, illness. Yeah, yeah, in the way that it uh, depicts someone who is obviously <clears throat> mentally ill. Yeah. And they try to play it off as a quirk or as a strong, as a strength or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I like Mako's character though. He's he. I think that he's probably the one of the best characters uh, outside of Norris himself in the movie. Like, I, I, honestly, I mean, I, I like that fight scene when we first see him fight those bikers in, in the uh, in the Chinese restaurant. Oh, the drunken master! The, the drunken master. <laughs> he he literally just used a tray of Chinese food to beat these motherfuckers down, pretty mm-hmm. much, and just. And just very, very nuanced, you know. It's it's kind of a nuanced way of fighting, but but then you see his actual method for teaching, and it's it's actually quite motivational. I mean, it's he's not like uh, especially confrontational like Piscopo, who we're going to get into next. But I mean, he I, I, he's a very likable character, and honestly, one of the better characters in this movie. 
Ash, I see you looking something up over there. <laughs> oh, well, you know, here's the thing, all right? All this right. is our first Chuck Norris movie. I think, you know, I, I think it's obligatory. We have oh. to do Chuck Norris jokes. Okay, so let's list them off. Let's get them out of the way. Well, I, them, I, I think I'll think I'll just drop them, you know, pepper them out here and there, all right? Okay, <laughs> okay. But here is uh, 101 Chuck Norris jokes to make you laugh. Oh, no. All right? On uh, some website. Chuck Norris doesn't read books. He stares them down until he gets the information he wants. <laughs> okay, that's still funny. That's still funny. I'll, I'll admit it. Yeah, there was that weird moment where there was just a lot of Chuck Norris memes on the internet. Like, I mean, like uh, Doug Walker, Nostalgia Critic, he kind of really wrote that meme, like, all the way through back in the day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kinda Actually, the Nostalgia Critic review of this movie is... It's pretty funny. It's actually one of his more classic reviews. I mean, if you if you still watch Channel Awesome and all that shit, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, Mako is fucking awesome. But we also have Bo Bridges in this movie playing Barry's dad, and I don't know what I don't know what to make of this character, honestly. Huh. I really don't. I mean, yeah, Bo. What do you think about he's this supposed character? to be more of a fish out of water kind of, you know? Because they're from Pittsburgh, and they're they're here in Houston, Texas. Like, this, uh. this is 100% a Texas movie, you know, because I don't know if Chuck Norris has just always had this preoccupation with Texas. I mean, I think he is. He might be from Texas. I hey, might be mistaken. you know what? I'll have you know, I did participate in a Texas karate tournament, and Chuck Norris did not show up, oh. to my knowledge. Oh, God damn it. And I did not get the chance to ask him to be on my team. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <coughs> but anyway, yeah, Bo Bridges, I mean, he's kind of a wet blanket a little bit most of the time, I think. I mean, he doesn't seem to be that into what his role. No, um, I, it, it, it doesn't feel like a very fully fleshed out character in terms of writing and the actor just kind of feels like he's phoning it in as well you're, you're not really sure what he's trying to be because obviously he cares about his kid but he's also like an absent father figure or something but yeah yeah he, he even might kind of enable some of Barry's versus tendencies a little bit yeah he, so but like he, he has his best intentions at heart I suppose but I don't know this I, I think this guy probably like Here's my head cannon, all right? All right. Barry really did just have asthma, but his dad fucking blew it out of proportion and planted fucking a mental illness in him. Oh, you think so? There's a term for that and I forget what it's called. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm I don't really recall but that. With but mental illness it's even easier. It just developed as a result of his dad just fucking like just con tell convincing him that like he can't do anything in life and hell i'm not so sure that near the end of the movie that him and barry are in some type of shared psychosis kind of <laughs> some weird codependent shared psychosis there you go i mean that, that that's kind of what i i feel that it might is. be one way that actually explains the ending yeah and, 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 and the weird thing about shared psychosis is that it can fucking pass on to other people other people can share in it yeah so i mean you also got the the, uh, Lee and uh, Nora here, and I mean they kind of buy into it as well. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, next up is Joe fucking Piscopo. What can we say about Joe Piscopo here? About his mullet. 
about his mullet. Yeah. <laughs> it is a hell of a mullet. I will fucking say that. That <laughs> it's is a good a, mullet. It's an amazing mullet. Oh, uh, Joe Piscopo is so over the top of this movie. It's amazing. It's because he knows exactly what this is. He, he knows that, you know, Aaron and Chuck Norris is like, they're, they're taking this like all kinds of serious, like even with the whacked out fucking script, they're still taking it seriously. So he just decided, fuck it. I'm going to have a blast with this character. And that's exactly what he does. He here, doesn't man. want to compete with me because you know I'd kick his ass. Kick his I know ass. there's that there's that weird <laughs> immediate rivalry that he has with Chuck Norris that it it, it doesn't really get explained in any way. No, it's just I, a one sided rivalry. It's it's like this this fucking shit that happens with paparazzi. But but apparently Chuck Norris is aware of him. I guess they kind of go back a little bit. No, I mean, Bo, Chuck Norris doesn't exist. Oh, that's right. Chuck Norris doesn't exist. But how is Piscopo <laughs> interacting with him then? Yeah. Is he part of the now? How's he getting the shit out of him? Well, what? it's because time waits for no man unless that man is Chuck Norris. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. It's it's been years since I've heard some of these, and it's like, hey, that's actually kind of kind of funny, <laughs> right? It's still pretty funny, but but yeah, man. I mean, Joe Piscopo, some of the shit that he does in the uh, in some of the hallucinations, because Barry pretty much puts everyone in his life into his hallucinations. It's just kind of his his. I guess that's just what he's hardwired to do. Yeah, you know, as it were. But Piscopo, he plays a few of the villains in these uh, delusions, and at least one of them, it's straight up yellow face, man. I mean, that's just what it is. I'm just going to call that what it is. Like, he's got a fucking Fu Manchu wearing wearing that traditional rice cap or whatever. It's like, I don't know what it's called. I mean, no, no offense, but... I oh, mean, man, that's worse than Iron Man 3. Oh, damn it. <laughs> worse than Iron Man 3. God damn the it. The Iron Man 3 was, like, aware about it. it was yeah. kind of the point. Yeah. Oh, man, but, I mean, no, and he's just going all in on the thong thong, that whole, that whole racist spig. It's just straight racist, and, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, like... Chuck is kind of a right wing person, so well, you know, he's still mad about getting his ass kicked by Bruce Lee. Oh wait, we're oh. not supposed to talk about that. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I guess we're not supposed to, even though there is a sly little reference to that in the end fight between him and Piscopo. All right, I'm sorry, Hello? Chuck. If you spell your name in Scrabble, you win forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but Piscopo, like, like he is just over the top in so many ways here, and honestly, he's like to me like the second best character in the movie. Honestly, like next to next to Mako, because I mean, he just knows what movie he's in. He's collecting his paycheck and he's having a blast while doing it. Like, like every gesture that he does in this movie is just so animated, and. And I mean, he's he's also really really cut, so he actually you know fits in as a martial arts instructor. So I mean, it, it's actually believable that he is this that he is pretty much like this over the top Cobra Kai type character. <laughs> yeah. Like Robert, you watch Cobra Kai a lot. Like, how do you uh, think this? The, how do you think Piscopo stands up to a homeboy from Cobra Kai? It's exactly like uh, Cobra Kai instructors, right? Pretty much, right. It's almost exactly like it. What is it called? What is it called? No mercy or something. No mercy. 
Ooh. Strike first, no mercy. Strike first, no mercy. Yeah, yeah, that's that shit. <laughs> yeah, too bad Netflix might be going down the can. Going Dude, down the drain or whatever. It's like almost twenty dollars now, right? Oh, what the fuck? And they're gonna have bucks. ads and they're fucking well, gonna they're stop. They're kinda them. digging their own grave here. Yeah, they're digging their own grave here. And also uh, Cowboy Bebop was bad. I'm just gonna fucking say it. I liked it. It was I, I liked it at first, but more I thought about it, I'm just like, oh, but we'll get into that in another uh episode later down the line. But yeah, P- Piscopo is great. But of course, the man of the hour here <laughs> will say Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Who breathes air five times a day. Five times a day. Motherfucking A. <laughs> but I mean, he's just Chuck, he's Chuck Norris. It's just pure Chuck Norris in every way. Like unadulterated. Unadulterated Chuck Norris. And this movie was was made using distilled Chuck Norris essence. It was, man. I mean, it it just permeates every every crevice of this fucking movie. You know, it just it just it's just so Norrisy. <laughs> it's Norris-esque, man. And I mean, he, he plays the pretty much uh, the typical nice guy, you know, but you know, walk tall but carry a big stick type of person, you know. That he is in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, admittedly, I mean, if you don't, even if you don't agree with his politics, I have he does seem like a nice, approachable person. Yeah, know? I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually does participate in tournaments. Well, uh, yeah, he was a tournament fighter for many years. You know, like yeah. I don't know, like I don't know that he would go that, you know, be somebody's fourth man on the tournament. I don't know if Chuck Norris is that nice of a guy, but I don't know. He probably would be, but he probably he probably talks to people. Yeah, I mean, people could probably you know walk up to him and talk to him like they did in this movie, and yeah. at least that's the energy he's wanting to exude here. He's, he, he he's al- basically telling his fans like, "Come on, approach me." Yeah, he's he's pretty much always been like that, even throughout like Walker Texas Ranger, which that's another thing that's just pure distilled Norris right there. I, I think that's what gave birth to Chuck Norris jokes. Yeah, because Chuck much. Norris has always just presented himself himself as like messianic, <laughs> yeah, very much so. So, so yeah, that that mystique just kind of you know arose around him yeah. and everything. You know, Robert, what's your take on Chuck Norris, man? I mean, we we just watched the uh, the Way of the Dragon fight, which is classic Norris and classic Bruce Lee. Um, yeah, I think he's okay, but um. No, he's he's great, man. I, I liked all his movies in the eighties too. Yeah, know. yeah. It's under it's understandable that Barry would be a fan of it. Yeah, everybody needs their has a childhood hero, right? Like mine was uh, Jason David Frank. I mean, I don't know who yours was. Uh, my my childhood. I was probably one of the Ninja Turtles, maybe. I yeah, don't remember, or maybe one of the Ghostbusters. Bill Bill Murray in the Ghostbusters. There we go. Bill fucking Murray. It was yours, Ash. What's the question? Childhood hero. Like my just childhood hero? Yeah, mine was a Green Ranger, Jason mm. David Frank. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Fuck Spider-Man. yeah. Spider-Man. Fuck to- yeah. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'll go ahead and <laughs> say this. I know who was a, a hero of mine for a while. Indiana fucking Jones. Oh, Indiana fuck Jones. Yeah. Fucking Indy, man. I mean... He, he was he was a history nerd and he knew how to fucking kick ass, dude. I think I think he's the better Harrison Ford character over Han, honestly. Oh, all the way. Indy <laughs> Indy is classic. Indy is so lovable. Like he, even getting his old ass back. I mean, it was still a lot of fun to see him. Still, you know, be Indy. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, I mean Chuck Norris, I mean, he, this this movie was pretty much made as a love letter to his career. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Like you said, it, it kind of does the same thing that Last Action Hero does for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, very much so, except you don't have the whole mystical moving between screens you just have the page a kid, master. Yeah. yeah you just have a kid's mental illness that that's the that that's uh, what you know it's funny this. too because this movie turns into so many different genres for a moment yeah and i think all all, all of those scenes are yeah. at least most of them are direct references to chuck norris films yeah yeah we're going to get into those here in a little bit but there's a couple more characters that we got to talk about you know like chinelli fuck chinelli or cellini or whatever his name was <laughs> I think it was Cellini, but this this kid, it's like he's just the 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 atypical fucking bully or stereotypical, I should say. Yeah, he's just fuck him. Yeah, fuck fuck Cellini, bro. Fuck that guy. And Cellini, I mean, yeah. there, there's not really a whole lot more to say about him as a character. I mean, he's just he's simply just the bully character that's also a martial artist. I mean, he's pretty much there to fulfill that trope and not much else. Well, and they establish him as the rival, but like if you think of like this movie doesn't even end on the note of them facing each other in combat or anything. You know, they're they're competing against each other by punching bricks. So it's a it is a it's kind of an odd rival. Well, I have a thought about three. that. My thought about that is by that point that they got to the end of the, like, at least with the script, when they got to the uh, ending scene, the their, uh, their, their face-off or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think that they finally realized how derivative this was of, um, of Karate Kid. Yeah. And they realized that maybe having them fight in the end would be just a little too obvious. <laughs> he probably, yeah. they probably, the original draft of the script had him fucking limping on one foot having injured himself <laughs> oh wow that's probably what would have happened exactly that is exactly what would have happened probably <laughs> yeah but that that's what i think happened there it, it's like instead of a fight do a brick breaking competition you know i, I like that the ending tournament is actually kind of more realistic and shows everything that would go on at that that sort of tournament you know all the different uh com competitions and I've been events. I've been to like competitions and train and uh, uh, ceremonies and whatnot as in Taekwondo. I, I I was in Taekwondo all the way up till I was like a blue belt with maybe two or three stripes, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I did the sparring. I did the I did the board breaking. I didn't really get up to brick breaking and weapons though. Like that was like the next couple of steps for me. But my my family got a little too poor and couldn't really afford my. Uh, my classes and I just had to kind of give it up. But yeah, I mean, th that does kind of capture, you know, what those types of tournaments or, or get togethers are like, you know, Barry doesn't even do any sparring at all. He does the nunchaku and then he does the brick breaking. Yeah, no, he doesn't even spar at all. It's like the, the right. main thing that we yeah. get, the main thing that we get is that fight between Piscopo and Norris. Yeah. Which is, Oh no, but he was fighting that Shalini dude in, in the, Gym, right? Yeah, he, he does get at least one fight with uh, yeah, with Cellini. I mean, he was he, he held his own, right? I mean, I don't know. He did. He held his own. Absolutely. I don't know. Well, I mean, that that's after getting his ass handed to him a couple of times. Yeah, right. I mean, it was kept knocking him on his ass in like the locker room, right? Yeah, yeah. Just and, and over over something really stupid the first time. It was is because he bested him over a, a fucking. Uh, 
question about Shakespeare in theater class or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, you did kind of make him look like an idiot, but it's like, homeboy, you didn't need any help making yourself look like an idiot. Right. Like, no, you didn't need any help for that at all. But yeah, we got Winnie Cooper as well. Winnie fucking Cooper, like the love interest that doesn't actually take an interest in him, in him until he learns karate. <laughs> right. Like, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, she rejects. Well, what's funny is I thought she was into him, and he asks her out. She rejects him. Then he beats up the 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 school bully in front of her, and suddenly she's all over him. Yeah, right. I mean, she wants his dick, dude. It's 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 pretty fucking bad, and it happens immediately after. What a kind of message is this sending to young men that were watching this movie? I know, man. And it's like, like Danica McKellar herself. I mean, she is a fucking legend in her own right. You know, she she started off as Winnie Cooper on The Wonder Years, you know, which is like very, very classic. Like this was still when she was doing The Wonder Years, uh, like when she was still younger. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much had uh, them going like from middle school all the way up through high school graduation in that series. But anyway... But yeah, I mean, Danica McKellar, like, I mean, she pretty much essentially plays the same character here. That, that's why that's why I just call her Winnie Cooper here. She, she's Winnie. That, that's what she is. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I mean, I don't think that she's anything more. Oh, yeah. Here's here's where the friend zone almost killed Barry. Yeah, he, he asked her out, got put in the friend zone or whatever that's called. I don't he has a kind whatever. of a nice guy tantrum and fucking throws his inhaler away. And just <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck is Dude, that? that's expensive. And, and, sure and that's where it that. becomes a torture movie, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it becomes a torture porn movie. Yeah, but... And, and of course, there's a Noreen, Noreen Chan, the the actual uh, teacher. Who gets she, the hots for his dad. Yeah, she's played by Julia Nixon. And, yeah, she's a... I think that she's actually a pretty good character. And, and she is, yeah, yeah, she is pretty much the love interest for the dad, which is just like like telegraphed from a mile away like you, you can see that coming a mile away thanks Barry thanks for helping me out again that's alright Chuck Psychics are for. I've had talks with him about the daydreams. He's made up this world where he can be, uh. Chuck Norris? He says they're sidekicks that do things together. Barry is only a winner in his dreams. So where's your friend Chucky now, retard? Now, there's someone I want you and your dad to meet. But hope is coming his way. That is your first lesson. You must always be ready. I will help you learn what you want to know. You will work with these an hour each day. If you make a mistake, they will sting you. Look out! Start climbing! Now he has the guts to try to be worthy of his idol. Hey, Barry, don't listen to them. Listen to me. I'll race you to the top. I, I can't. Who is he talking to? You can do it, Barry! Yeah. 
We always seem to meet this way. It's not gonna be so easy this time. You want a real shot at me? Karate tournament? If you're not too chicken. Why don't you just quit now and avoid the embarrassment? His hero is about to step out of his fantasies. I am Chuck Norris. And fight at his side. Why don't you and I go win this thing, huh? A dreamer. A champion. An unbeatable team. Sidekicks. This poor kid, he gets cucked by his own dad. He does, right? 100%. He gets cucked because, like we said before, he's putting his his teacher in these damsel in distress characters in his fucking delusions and shit. Well, until Homegirl becomes his girlfriend and then he starts putting her in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. Quick, Quick question, guys. Who's better, Winnie Cooper or Topanga? Come on, guys. Winnie Cooper, Topanga. I don't know. I love both of those. I I know they're they're both so essential. <laughs> even the even the Pink Ranger. Right? Oh yeah, Amy Jo Johnson. There we go. Oh yeah, she's awesome, dude. She she's still awesome to this day. Alex this Mack. Oh Hell yeah. Oh yeah, Larissa Olinek. There you go. Yeah yeah, Alex Mack was fucking cool. That that was a cool show, man. I wish they would have uh, continued that. But. We're going to go ahead and start talking about some of the meat and potatoes of this movie, and that is the actual delusions. Like, like Ash said, they kind of follow different genres that, um, that Chuck Norris has done throughout the years, the different types of movies. Like, we start the movie off with pretty much a standard martial arts ninja-like movie, you know? Like, I mean, you have Noreen Chan, she's... she's She's almost always damsel in distress with a fucking, like, she's just chained up somewhere. You Makes know? you wonder if the Norris brothers had some, like, BDSM. Yeah, there's a lot of that <laughs> in this, isn't there? Like, Kinks. even with that aforementioned torture scene. Yeah, right? It's like, yeah, there actually is a lot of bondage what in this What are Chuck movie. Norris's kinks? Yeah, what are your kinks? I mean, come on. There's got to be a joke about his kinks. Come on, Ash. I don't know, but in the beginning, there was nothing. Then Chuck Norris Roundhouse kicked nothing and told it to get a job. (laughs) So so is Chuck Norris God? I think so. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is. (laughs) Maybe us atheists have been wrong. I don't know. (sighs) But yeah, I mean, the uh, that first delusion, he plays a ninja, and then, of course, we, we pretty much uh, get the whole setup with all these delusions right here. Then we have Jonathan Brandis come in, and he, he pretty much just kicks ass with Chuck Norris for a few minutes, you know? And this time around, we don't really get a... Uh, a villain that is someone in his life. It's, it's just some vague uh, daimyo or something like that. Yeah. But... But honestly, it is actually a good send up of of, you know, ninja movies and whatnot, you know, and it kind of makes sense because at the time, you know, ninjas were very popular. You know, you had Ninja Turtles and you had, you know, other other ninja like Ninja Gaiden and shit or Gaiden or however you want to pronounce that. The three ninjas, bro. And three ninjas. Yeah, you have three ninjas and surf ninjas, too. Ninja Turtles. Even even though even though surf surf ninjas, bro. Surf ninjas, bro. Motherfucking surf ninjas. (laughs) We got to do that, dude. Robert, pick that, pick that, and we'll make that a season finale. I think we have to. Yeah. We're going to have to. We're going to have to, like 100%. But, yeah, I mean, the next illusion is 
it's pretty much a war movie, right? Like, yeah, he starts he starts hallucinating basically a, a, a Vietnam. It's missing, pretty much like like a missing in action missing or something action, like right, that, uh. one hundred or Delta Force or something like that. And it, it, yeah, that one is where we get the yellow face and a lot of unfortunate mm. stereotyping of Asian people, namely of uh, Vietnamese people. And I mean, yeah, like we said, Piscopo is going full on, like, almost like breakfast at Tiffany's levels of fucking racism here. Like, it, it's actually kind of cringe to see. It really is. But, I mean, the scene itself, I mean, once again, you have uh, you have Noreen. She's, she's tied up in bondage, uh. and she's just... And, and then you just have... Chuck Norris and then Jonathan Brandis and they come up and they just start blasting these Viet Cong motherfuckers, you know, mm -hmm. but you can always tell that there is still in the mind of a kid because, you know, there's just always this weird whimsy to it, you know, like, like there's that one little shot of the, the Viet Cong soldiers that after they've been blown up, they're, they're not necessarily blown to pieces. They're just, you know, completely like, like, you know, in a very cartoonish way, like all their, all their clothes are tattered and they're, yeah. you know, all beat up and everything. You know, I, I like how in the saloon one, he never even shoots him. He just keeps slapping yeah, yeah. him. We'll, we'll, get the, we'll get to that one here in a second. We'll get to that one. But, I mean, yeah, and, and he has another kind of, he has a few war delusions. Like, one that almost looks like it would be a PTSD flashback for a Vietnam veteran, practically, right? <laughs> I mean, Where he's walking out of the house and going to school. Yeah, yeah, he's walking out of the house, going to school, and, he, he of course, he has that... Uh, you know, he's kind of just like looking around. He has uh. that inner monologue going, and then he, then he just starts jumping around. It's like, no, he's actually doing this shit in real life. Like they, that, like there's several moments where it's obvious that in his delusions, he's acting them out in real life. That's why this kid needs help, man. He needs help, bro. And you taught this kid karate. You made you, him unstoppable. You taught this kid. You may as well give him a gun next. I mean, <laughs> shit. You made him Jason No, they Bourne. do give him a. They give him a couple of guns in this fucking oh, in his yeah. delusions and a mullet. He has very violent delusions with guns and multiple mullet. times. That is not cool, people. No. It's like, I mean, Jesus. And you gave him nunchucks. You gave this kid nunchucks. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are you doing, Mako? What are you doing, Mako? <laughs> Made him an unstoppable weapon. <laughs> I, I love that uh, the multiple training montages that we get in this, in this oh, movie. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a montage-heavy movie. Very montage heavy. <laughs> like, like it feels like we get one like every few like minutes. But I mean, this time around, it does actually show real like progression in his skills over mm -hmm. time. You know, so I mean, they're they're not just there to be there. You know, they right. they actually have a purpose. Kind of like some of the delusions, they do have a little bit of a purpose. You know, and and you know, we we get that one delusion when he's in the. Uh, when he's in the uh, classroom and then like he sees Norris uh, on a on a uh, helicopter holding onto a ladder and then he's just another random ninja comes in and starts fucking with him and then and then when his teacher comes and wakes him up he still sees the fucking ninja in front of him it's like no he's not well not at all oh he's not and yeah that saloon delusion the fucking saloon <laughs> The thing about that is, I'll go ahead and order a milk. I'm like, kid, even in your fucking like delusions, you're not going to man up and have a fucking beer, bro. I know, right? You're not going to fucking just have a shot of some whiskey. Come <laughs> on, dude. Milk. It's like milk. I 
And he, yeah, he tries to say it in the most badass way. Like Jonathan Brandis, whenever he's trying to sound badass, is actually adorable in, the, in this movie. He's fucking adorable here. He's like milk. <laughs> it's practically almost like, uh, like almost like Nolan Batman milk. I didn't mean that kind of milk. Bust out your fucking titties. Oh, what? <laughs> this mother. We're gonna go visit our queue. Oh God damn it! Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, the, the saloon part is actually kind of funny because, and and it's actually the one part where Joe Piscopo Ooh. plays. A, I think it's Joe Piscopo that he plays the 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 dude that he draws on and everything. He actually plays it kind of straight this time. It's not as over the top. He yeah. he plays it really straight. Like I mean, I would even say that the uh, saloon scene is. Within the genre, you know, it's pretty much played beat by beat with how that would go in a movie <laughs> like that. Stretches disbelief so much, though. It's like, why would he not have fucking shot him by like the third or fourth time? I know, right? <laughs> I mean, he's already proven that he's faster on the draw. It's like, why does why does Piscopo keep trying to draw on him? That's the other <laughs> thing. He's like, he's already shown that he like he's already has his shit out, bro. He, fucking shoot him, <laughs> shoot this motherfucker. It's like. It's like, I mean, that, that, that's, that's the funny thing. It's like, yeah, he has all these violent fantasies with guns, but he doesn't actually shoot anybody with them. Like, that, that's what's crazy about it. But, yeah, I mean, in, in this loon, he has this, that little scene where he's, he keeps drawing the gun, and then he keeps punching him over and over again. And then finally he just punches him out and then just goes and drinks his milk, and then fucking the delusion ends. The delusion ends with a, uh, a volleyball coming his way. Yeah. He gets hit by a volleyball. And, and it, it, yeah, it turns out he was having that delusion in, he was having that delusion in PE, mm -hmm. which he has another little mini delusion of Chuck Norris, which actually kind of helps him to him climb the ropes, teaching him to climb the ropes, you know, which it's is like, that's where they start giving him superpowers. He starts harnessing the hallucinations. Exactly. And you can, and, and, you can obviously tell diegetically they can see him talking to him. Like they, they, they pointed out, he's like, what, who is he talking to? Like the coach is like, who is he talking to? Like they're all looking at him like he's fucking crazy. And then all of a sudden he just ups and starts climbing a rope. <laughs> Why is the coach also so over the top? No sleeping in my class. Oh, the coach is ridiculous here. <laughs> he, he is ridiculous, but I don't know. He's this is Texas we're talking about, so he is kind of an Oof. over the top Texas coach. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, y'all went to fucking high school. I'm sure that y'all had coaches kind of. I swear he could just have been one of my coaches. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> they all look and act the same. Oh my god! <laughs> and then we have what I think is the centerpiece delusion of the movie. The fucking eighties mullet action movie. This is where things completely go off the rails, and I start to realize that no, this kid is even worse in his head than than previously thought because none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. It's it's like the, like Piscopo is practically like channeling Wallace Shawn the entire time. <laughs> I, seriously, I was expecting him to go inconceivable. Like, he's literally talking like this, like, the entire time. And it's just like, where is that coming from? And he won't shut the fuck up. He's like, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. Which, I mean, I guess that there were action villains back in the day, especially in smaller movies that were kind of, you know, you, you know, they, they were kind of a little on the nose like that. But, mm -hmm. but I mean, 
I've I don't know, man. And, and then and then there's the whole thing, the whole setup. It's it's almost like a Schumacher movie by that point. It's like a Schumacher Batman villain, like like just all of a sudden just injected himself into this movie. Like I I don't understand that. That's fucking crazy. Oh, he's doing the nunchucks. And- oh yeah, he's training in the nunchucks in this uh, in this uh, training montage, which usually oh. happens in, in parks in, in the park in Houston. Which is nice. I, I would love to train martial arts in a city park. That would be fucking awesome. But anyway, let's talk about the what we think is the final delusion, which is most of the fucking martial arts tournament. Right. So we get scenes of other people besides Barry talking to Chuck Norris, and Barry isn't present for those. In fact, there's information that's intentionally being withheld from him, but then all of a sudden he's aware of it. So I don't know that maybe this adds to the whole unreliable narrator thing, but yeah, yeah. you're led to believe that this is the real Chuck Norris. And he decides to become the, the fourth man in his team. He kicks Joe Piscopo's ass. All of this happens. And then Barry fucking talks to him one last time and he disappears suggesting that he was a delusion. And it's like, so then what fucking happened during the tournament? How much of that was real? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's never really clear. And, and then there's the whole angle where, you know, Mako and, uh, Nor- and Noreen, like they're the ones that actually go off to get Norris to be a part of the, the their team. Mm-hmm. My theory is, is that he said, I'd love to, but I just can't. I got other obligations. And and the uh, and they found someone else to fucking take his place, and he just hallucinated Chuck Norris the whole time? I guess so. Either that, or they never fucking actually competed, and all that was in his head. Because he was just that That's the only other alternative. That's the only <laughs> other alternative there. <laughs> or, or Chuck Norris was there, and then he fucking dipped. Didn't even say bye to the kid. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, my, my theory is like Chuck Norris was there. It's just that Barry was absolutely hallucinating his interactions with him. Yeah. And possibly even his, his family and his uh, trainers' uh, uh, interactions with him as well. I, I don't know. And I, I do think that the Piscopo and Norris fight actually happened in the tournament, you know? But. Yeah, there is, once again, that ending scene where, you know, instead of a fight, which honestly I think would have been kind of trite a little bit, mm-hmm. like they, they have the breaking scene, which I think is actually pretty cool. You know, it's like it's a good uh, demonstration of martial arts prowess and everything. Right. Right. But, I mean, it, it ends on a crazy note, like in that last moment where, you know, Barry is talking to Chuck like he says, oh, thank you. I was I was happy to be here. And he just vanishes out of nowhere. They they walk off with their trophy. And then the, there's a little kid that picks up the Black Belt magazine with Chuck Norris on the cover. And it turns out that he's in a wheelchair. That's right, like, kid. Whoa. Chuck Norris cures asthma and he cures paraplegia. <laughs> he cures he cures paraplegia 100%. Quadriplegia, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's paraplegic, isn't it? Yeah. Say, quad, quad would be, yeah. Can you say Chuck Norris's name three times? Yeah, yeah. will he appear? Well, will Chuck yeah. Norris appear? Will I don't know, appears? but when God said, let there be light, Chuck said, say please. <laughs> so to answer your earlier question, Bo, yes, I think Chuck Norris is God. Chuck Norris is God, yeah. I'm, Chuck Chuck Norris Godhood confirmed. Makes a lot of sense. It makes it makes too much sense. How he just appears and reappears like God out of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> He's God in this movie. <laughs> 
Exactly. Chuck Norris will heal all. He he heals all. He because knows all. He has a mug of nails instead of coffee in the morning. Whoa. Damn. That's pretty hard. Um, what? That's hardcore shit. That's hardcore shit, man. Man, Chuck Norris is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> His tears cure cancer, bro. Too bad he's never cried. Oh, oh. god damn it. <laughs> yeah, I've never, never seen him cry. It's true. All right, one more and we get to final thoughts. One more. If Chuck Norris were to travel to an alternate dimension in which there were another Chuck Norris and they both fought, they would both win. Ooh. Wow. That is true. That would 100% happen, bro. I want to see that happen. <laughs> Schrodinger's Chuck Norris. Yeah, Schrodinger's Chuck Norris. Except it's, it, it's, a, it's a tautology like they... He always wins. Yeah, he always wins no matter what. Yeah. Anyway, final thoughts time, guys. I guess we can go with Ash first. Oh, I I mean, it's... It, it, I think if you grew up with this movie, there's going to be a lot in it for you. I think this is something that, like, it probably has a huge nostalgic factor to it. I kind of enjoyed it for the campy experience that it was. I don't know if I'd recommend it to anybody. I think it's it's not a very good movie, but it's still a lot of fun. And um, I don't know. It's, it's something that would be fun to get high and have on in the background. Yeah. Like we say about a lot of movies that are just not shitty, but not like... Not you know, like bad, not like great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like there's a lot of movies that are kind of middling like this. And hey, uh, it's got Chick Norris, so... So, Yeah. Yeah, it's got Chuck Norris. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Robert, what are your final thoughts? Um, yeah, it's a great movie, and I did grow up with this one, and uh, I think I just liked it even more because we watched the what was it a cinema snob episode of it? Or? Oh yeah, that's right. There was a cinema snob episode of it. So uh, watching that, just uh, and then we went back and kind of dissected it even more, dude. <laughs> it was freaking, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it, was awesome. It, it was awesome. Yeah, I think we watched the nostalgia critic one as well. Yeah, we we watched. Yeah, we watched it, and it's like, wow, it's like, this, yeah, this is just like jarring, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's like what I mean. What is? What do you think this says about mental illness? Oh, I, I think mental illness is something to be taken serious, really. It should be, and yeah. this movie demonstrates that. Yeah, and he probably shouldn't haze people, really. I don't know. Damn, I feel like we should have got uh, Captain Nostalgic on this fucking mm-hmm. episode. You know, he probably would have put this into perspective a little bit. But, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say my final thoughts. This is one of the weirdest mind fucks I've ever seen from a movie about Chuck fucking Norris. Like, I mean, for one, the whole meta angle is strange. I mean... It's it's clever, I guess. It's, it's a good idea. It's kind of, like we said, it kind of been done before with Last Action Hero, and arguably better. But here it's it's just meta in its own sense. It's it's, I mean, it's t- mostly told through the eyes of a mentally ill boy with physical ailments who, you know, overcomes the physical ailments. Maybe not so much the mental illness, but. I mean, I like the characters here. I mean, the script the script is all over the place. It's yeah. just absolutely fucking all over the place. It's like, I mean, you don't know what is what. It's like the 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 delusions and the hallucinations just come and go. And it makes for an experience that I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, are we watching like a like a fucking Lynch movie? Is is this Lynch? Is this like some weird Cronenberg shit? Like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> but yeah, man, 
I mean, this right here is just a solid 90s movie. I mean, which makes sense. We had a lot of 90s movies on this season. And, I mean, honestly, I enjoy watching it in a weird way. It's it's a very weird kind of feeling I get from this movie. There's just something that's off about it, but it's kind of off in a way that, I mean, I could sit through it and I could actually have a little bit of a nostalgia trip and it's still pretty cool, you know? Yeah, it's a flashback of the 90s, really. It, it really is. And, and also, like we said, a total love letter to Chuck Norris, 100%. So, yeah, oh, yeah, here's that fucking scene with the, with the uh, weird Schumacher villain shit. <laughs> it just becomes a Schumacher movie out of nowhere. It's like Batman Forever right here. <laughs> yeah, right. But all right, I guess we can go ahead and call that an episode. This is the season, f- season five finale. This was a hell of a season for us, guys. I mean, yeah. we, we, we crossed the 10,000 download threshold, finally. Like we that, did that. that was, we did that, man. So we need to party with Crystal and strippers. Yeah, yeah, no, no shit, man. We need to go out and celebrate sometime, dude. Like seriously, gotta do something, something. Yeah, in five seasons. I mean, fuck, man. Can you? Did y'all ever think we'd be doing doing it this long? I didn't think I'd live this long. Shit, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm here, sir. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. That's, damn it, man. I'm you don't kidding, have to I'm kidding, that. I'm kidding. Damn it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, this was exciting. We also crossed uh, 5,000 followers on Twitter. We thank each and every one of y'all who listened to us, all 10,000 downloads, and also all 5,000 followers. I think I think we're getting close to 4,000 followers on Instagram. Ooh. We're at least getting somewhat close to it, maybe, last I checked. So, yeah, follow us there. Follow us on Twitter and follow us on Facebook. Like, we, we post quite a bit on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, right, Ash? Yeah, we do. Yeah, and, and Robert does. Like, we, we all pretty much contribute to it. And we, we, we've we also started to have other people contributing to it as well, which is... Which, which is, is great. That, yeah. That's great. I love it, man. It's, it's like, yeah, we even have people commenting on it and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> but, man, yeah, this season was a lot of fun. Like, I mean, we started off with some crazy-ass fucking movies, you know, fucking necromantic. And then we went on to Scream. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked we, about... We talked about scary movie. I mean, we finally did Star Wars. We finally got into the Star Wars prequel. We had, you know, we finally got into that. I mean, Last Action Hero was a lot of fun. And man, I I really liked our our bad movie episodes this season, man. I mean, Bolero was a classic with the Shocked and Applaud podcast. Like we had on some of the podcasts we had, we had on the Hindsight Movie Reviews. Like he, he was really, really awesome. Yeah, we had Spy Hards on Spy Hards. Star Wars prequel yeah. trilogy. We had uh, Stu from Stu World Order on uh, on the Scream episode, and that was yeah. fun. That he he was that's the second time he's been with us. Of course, we had Josh Berkey, aka Captain Nostalgia, from Victims and Villains on our, our Christmas episode. Yep, where we talked about last out's courage. So mm-hmm. that's right, my freedoms. Mm. All right, my freedoms, my Bible, my baby Jesus, otherwise known as War on Christmas, the movie. I would, I would almost argue that uh, saving Christmas is war on Christmas the movie, but that's, kind that's of in fair. a different kind of in a different way. I would <laughs> now, say. Now we also did so I married an axe murderer with Megan, and that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. That was a very different movie for us to get into. You know, I mean, honestly, we probably need to do more fucking '90s comedies. To yeah. tell the truth, honestly. And and honestly, like I like the last action hero movie the review. That was a lot of fun. 
But yeah, this was a really fun season, everybody. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for all the follows on social media. We would love for that to kind of translate into Patreon subscribers. So check out our Patreon page. We have full-length commentaries, and we start at $1 if you just want to support the show, and up to $5 where you will actually where you will actually get access, full access to everything. And yeah, check us out on Podchaser and also on Good on Good Pods. We we charted again on Good Pods recently, guys. So I mean, there are people that like to listen to us there. Fuck yeah. I'm hearing that it is like the best place to find indie podcasts. So yeah, definitely go to Good Pods for all of that. We have many of our friends there as well. And I mean, many thanks to the Potter family, to Pod Nation, Indie Podcasts Unite. You know, to, to film Twitter in general, horror Twitter, anime Twitter, even. That's right. We did some anime. We did at least one anime movie. We did. Yeah, uh, we've actually got our Cowboy Bebop episode that uh, is technically part of this season, still planned to to release sometime before the next season. Yes, except we're actually going to kind of expand it. We're going to talk about the uh, we're going to talk about the series proper the uh, original animated series, and we're going to talk about the movie, and we're also going to talk about the live-action series. Yeah. We're just going to kind of go through all of that. Like, I mean, we might even go ahead and do, like, a full hour-and-a-half episode or something like that. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we have that uh, coming up. I mean, we are going to continue to release episodes after the season is over. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to do Director's Cut episodes. Might even do a free commentary here or there, and also a Patreon commentary, so check us out there. And you can also... And you can also find us and Collateral Gaming, which we're going to see what's going on with them here in a second. You can find both of us on Spotify, on on uh, Podbean, on uh, Sp- on Instagram. Oh, man, I'm getting all flustered. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. YouTube. <laughs> I think we're all getting a little tired here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Ash, what's going on with uh, Collateral Gaming real quick? Uh, well, we are going to be talking about Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice this month and then finishing off the season with Fire Emblem, the Blazing Blade. Excellent. That's going to be cool. And we will also have some other projects coming out. I mean, we won't talk about it right now, but I mean, you have heard us, you know, pro- promo it before. So, yeah, look for that very coming very soon. I mean, we've got an At The Movies episode coming out this week. Oh, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. Well, a movie, the movie coming out this week. But yeah. Multiverse of Madness is definitely something we're talking about. Oh, yeah. That's definitely going to be a review. that we're, like Anytime there's any type of uh, big movie that's coming out this summer, summer we're going to try to get an episode out on it. So, yeah. so, you won't, so you'll still see us around, even postseason. Well, you know what? With all that, guys, let's go ahead and close this season out. Y'all have anything else to add? No. The dinosaurs looked at Chuck Norris the wrong way once. You know what happened to them. Oh, yeah. Got definitely. Got extinct, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. With all of that said, and with all the season done, I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this was Season 5 of Collateral Cinema. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see, we'll see you in... October, Slav Ukraini, and fuck Samuel Alito, and fuck the Supreme Court.
Collateral Cinema is a Collateral Media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.